Do you wanna know how to earn the same amount of ad revenue per month from your content site, but from an email list? Hi, I'm Jared Krause. I'm the host of the Buying Online Business Podcast, and today I'm speaking with Matt Molan, who is the CEO of Email Crush and is the creator of Email on Autopilot, the premier course for content creators that want to transform their email newsletter into their most powerful marketing tool. In addition to the course, Matt provides one-to-one consulting and personal coaching to some of the world's top content creators. Now, Matt and I specifically talk about why you need an email list for your content website. And we dive into this at the start of the podcast because it's so damn vital. Also, Matt Short shares a really cool story how he made the same revenue per month from his ads being in a with his with his content site in the travel niche when COVID hit. Same amount of ad revenue from his site, but he made that revenue, same amount from his email list in the travel niche when COVID hit. Such a cool story and that's a big pillar on or reason why you should have an email list for your content site. We also talk about how to create a lead magnet with what you already have. So not rethinking the wheel and not needing to create new content. We talk about how to create that type of lead magnet with zero barrier to entry. We also talk about how and what to email your list how to email them regularly, how often you should be emailing your list, how to run sales campaigns and how often to run sales campaigns, little tweaks and tactics that you can use to make more money from your email list with an email signature or just a little PS at the bottom. Now, there's so much value in this podcast episode. You're absolutely gonna love it. If you own a content website, you must listen to this podcast. Even if you have an email list, listen to it. If you don't have an email list, especially listen to this. Implement what we talk about. This is basically the roadmap on how to build an email list and make revenue from your email list at the same amount as what you're actually earning from your ad revenue on your content website. So this is such a valuable episode. Enjoy. Replacing your income online is tough and it's often really hard to know whether you're doing the right thing. Wouldn't it be great if you had a seasoned mentor on call all the time at an affordable price? Well, you can. I'm offering voice note coaching for a select few people. This means whatever situation you come across, whether it's knowing what type of online business to buy for you, how much to spend, the whole setup, or even growing your business and taking it to the next level. Whatever it is, you can just leave me a voice note and I'll get back to you within 48 hours so you can get that problem solved with confidence. It's brilliant because it's unlimited. You just pay monthly. Then you have me on call whenever you need me. And right now, for a certain limited time, you can get 20% off by using the coupon code Jared. That's J-A-R-Y-D. To find out more, click the link in the show notes. Matt, welcome to the Buying Online Businesses podcast. Hi, Jared. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to this. As you know now, I'm obsessed with email marketing there's so many people listening that are in the content space owning blogs and they just don't tap into email or they buy a business that hasn't tapped into email. I think it's a massive shame. I drive it home a lot uh, and still people just don't don't really see the value in it. So I'm really looking forward to talking about how people can create an email list if they don't have one or how they can grow their email list for their blog. When somebody comes to you and they say, hey, Matt, I don't have an email list and I want to start, what's their biggest hurdle? What's their biggest challenge they need to get past to the point where they can start an email list because I know that can be people might have the ideology that's good and we're talking about it that's very valuable but there might be some barriers in the way that they need to knock over what are those usually yeah that's a great question and I, I've kind of 
uh, had the same experiences as you that it's tremendously valuable. But one of the biggest challenges is that people just simply don't prioritize it in terms of, you know, if you're, if you're a content creator and you have an online business, you have 800 other things to do. You may be on the hamster wheel of, of content creation. And, and, and what I've discovered is that most people that work with me have two big struggles. Number one, it's how to grow the list. They don't know how to get subscribers. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Mm. And number two is being consistent. Because they'll they'll have these spurts of oh my goodness I should send some emails or I've got a genius idea and I want my audience to know and this and, and they get caught up in the moment and they send an email but it's not something that becomes systematic for them so that's what I do is I help creators to to grow lists big and not just with any old subscriber we're talking about the people that you can truly serve going forward the people that will consume your content in the future that will buy your products mm. where you can build a brand but there's a couple of things I I. I I think if I were to start anywhere, it would be on why would you do this to begin with? Because yeah. in this in this space, uh, at least the people that I work with, there's a lot of people chasing SEO. <laughs> and I understand why. Look, I get it. I understand where this kind of fits. The reality is that you are competing your, with your, your brand. You're competing with anybody that has a, a laptop and a Wi-Fi connection anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So congratulations. You happen to rank for a certain keyword right now. That could change at any time, or who knows what chat GPT might do to our businesses, or who knows if Pinterest is going to stop sending you, or maybe Facebook groups might change. I mean, it's not like this stuff doesn't change every 18 months um, in our business, and even more. Yeah. Yeah. So I had, you know, just a, a little sidebar, I've got a travel website of my own. And a lot of it has to do with cruises. We were doing great until March 2020, when all of a sudden, all traffic for cruises just gone. I'm not saying we're going to have another global pandemic, but we've certainly had enough world events recently to just illustrate, you know, this stuff is not a for sure thing. But because I had a big list, I was able to pivot my content and I was I was able to make as much advertising revenue that month as I did the previous month because I was able to drive to different content and only because I had a list. Congratulations. That's really cool. And yet the why is so damn important and let's like there's so many different reasons why i think another one to add to what you've just said is that people are spending so much time money effort and energy resources on seo gaining this traffic and they might come to the site and then bounce off it or they might read a post and then leave or they might read two which is really excellent if you have a great you know great content and great site and then it's such a shame that you spent all of these resources trying to get people to the page, but not capture them with an email and own the email list. Whereas Google, you don't own that traffic. The traffic from your email list, you absolutely do own it. And that is really your business. Like you said, Matt, you may have had a lot less people coming from Google looking for travel advice and help to travel because, hey, how can you do that when there's a pandemic? But if they're on your email list and they still love travel, I'm sure there was alternate things that you could give to them in terms of products and services that could keep that dream alive for travel and still earn the same revenue that you did in the previous months without the organic traffic, guys. That is an awesome story to to think about and an awesome example to realize that if you own your email list, there's so much value in there that you can earn just as much revenue from it without just organic traffic and then have organic tra- traffic plugged on top of it into that is phenomenal. So Matt, I just want to say, well done. That's that's really cool. I'm glad that you shared that with us. Well, it's also what you just described. The, what I feel a missed opportunity is the branding. 
that you mm. can do. So congratulations if you happen to rank right now and you're getting somebody that's coming to your website. The reality is that they land on your website. They don't know you. They don't care about you. If we were having the bounce rates that you were just discussing, and those are that's my experience too with my clients, then that person's often on their way. But if we're able to capture them in that moment, get them to join our list, you have the opportunity to use email marketing to create a journey, to mm -hmm. explain why you're different, to mm -hmm. offer up the next piece of content that actually helps them along the way. And in the process, what happens? Well, they get to know you. They get to know your logo and your headshot, and they bump around on the website, and maybe they experience your other great content. And pretty soon, they're consuming all that you have. They're joining your memberships. They're buying your products. Um, they're telling your friends about about you, and you get the private yacht. This is this is how it goes. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's 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 truly a branding opportunity that most content creators miss because they're caught up in the SEO chase, the mm. social media chase. Mm. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those. I understand how that how that drives business. Um, but these are the great thing about this with email. You can leverage your existing content. You can share stuff you've already made yeah. and get more out of it. Yeah, it's there is so many shiny objects and so many things to chase, um, like you say in the social media. And what I like about people you get on your email list is they're in your ecosystem and the branding, like you've mentioned, is so powerful because they're in your ecosystem and they're constantly seeing what you have to say. And the more, longer somebody's in your ecosystem, the more the con content they consume, the more trust they have with you, which equals dollars in the, you know, that yacht that you were talking about as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's on top of that is it's a, it's a fairly intimate sort of means of communication. You have a pretty good shot. If I send you an email that if you hit yeah. reply, it's going to come back to me and you can get me the business owner, or I have a pretty good shot, statistically speaking, of sending my message and getting it in front of you. If I ask you a question and you reply, I can learn a ton that can grow my business. I can find out why you're not buying my products or why you are or what it is that you're interested. When you ask me a question, I can say, I never thought of that. Boom, I'm gonna create content on that. And so, so many people are missing out on, <laughs> these are real humans on the other side mm. that are, it's not just you know bites of data here anymore. These are real humans that are consuming and giving you feedback. And they're coming back time and time again, hopefully if you're doing it right. And typically it's the most valuable feedback. Somebody that is on social media giving you feedback, normally they're just the keyboard warrior and they don't really care about you. But somebody that's on your list, they do care about you. They want to hear your con They want to see your content. They want to see what you have to say. For example, I send out uh, emails to my list quite regularly and I treat it like social media in the way that I will put images in there, GIFs in there, I'll have stories that blow people away. Most people reply to my emails because they are very personal stories that are linked in with business examples and case studies and how they can draw inspiration from those in their own life based on like some silly things like myself seeing sharks out in the water or <laughs> you know going on a trip or, or something crazy that happens in my life. That personal branding, when you share some vulnerabilities in a more intimate setting. Yeah, a lot of people share some vulnerabilities on social media, but if you share it via email, which is more personal and more intimate setting, that hits home a lot more, which gains so much more trust. And that's what I've found with my email list. People will feel like they they have to hit the reply button and they and give you the feedback. And that feedback makes your business better in so many different aspects. It makes your products and services better. So I think we've really hit the, hit the mark on the why. <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably beat oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> so then it comes to like, all right, cool. 
I need I need an email list for my content site. What what's the how do I get people on the list? And that comes to in the form of like a lead magnet. Sure. What where do people go with that? Like how do you direct them to create a lead magnet that or discover a lead magnet that may be best for their niche? I'm gonna share a not so secret secret with you today, and that is your existing traffic is your best source of list growth. What does that mean? That means that that person who's landing on your website right now, who is on whatever page it may be, however niche it may be, whatever post, whatever video or article or tutorial or recipe, they, in that moment, they have a need. And your ability to match up your freebie, your lead magnet with them in that moment, that's everything. What doesn't work? Subscribe for updates. Never <laughs> miss a post. Join they my Googled. newsletter. <laughs> yeah, join my newsletter. They don't care. They don't care no. about you. They don't care about your headshot. They don't care about your logo. They don't care about any of that stuff. But if you're able to take something that you've already got and just position it in a way that might be of interest to um, them in that moment, that can work like a charm. For example, let's say that somebody Googles your, your prenatal workouts. Obviously, mm -hmm. what does that tell us about that person? She is likely pregnant. <laughs> and is wanting to stay in shape or get in shape or feel better. Do you have a free workout that you could dangle in the form of a lead magnet? Absolutely. I'm, I'm guessing that you probably do. And if you don't, you could probably whip one up pretty quick. It's that that concept works over and over and over again. There's, there's tons of different lead magnets out there. So you just have to think about what works for you. There's, you know, there's, there's printables and downloadables and checklists. There's now there's Notion, um, basically just you know a list of, of articles in a Notion template. I love something called a quick start guide, which is basically three to five days of emails that uses your existing content to answer and solve a problem. So if somebody was, I don't know, uh, wanting to eat healthier and landing on some sort of healthy recipe, it might be five secrets to eating, eating better in 2023. Mm. And then I've got the opportunity to send them an email five days in a row. And my thing with that, is bring them back to my website. I don't necessarily yes. give all the content in the, in the email. The point of the email is to drive them back to content that already exists on the website. And it's just, they don't, they don't take the time to try to figure out, you know, every piece of content that you have. They don't know that you have it. Yeah. Um, That's so, really cool. Like the recipe one, the recipe one uh, or recipe site is you can have your five recipes five different healthy recipes that already, you know, or four healthy recipes that are, you've already got that piece of content. And the fifth one might be like an affiliate deal or a, to like a, a special dietary plan or something like that. And you can send them back with four pieces of content to your site, make ad revenue from that. And then affiliate revenue from the last email. Yeah. Right? You bet. Yeah. And it, the glory of this, when I, when I, when I teach my clients about this, what I tell them is here's, we're going to make one and we're going to make one fast. We're going to go fast break stuff. And the challenge is you cannot create new content for this. What is the lead magnet that we can make where you already have that content? Cool. And it's always there. They always have it. And maybe it's a matter of pulling this one together and this one together. But the point is a quick email that says, hi, Matt, welcome to five days of, of being as awesome as Jared. Um, the, the, the most important thing to being as awesome as Jared is have cool hair. Here are my five secrets to Jared's hair. Click, right? You already have that content. It's all right. I'm sure that that exists on the website. And, but yeah. for them, it was just positioned in a way that is valuable. Because I guess I, th I like this, I like this explanation because I guess most people, when they come to, oh, I need to create a lead magnet, have that roadblock of, oh, 
I need to create content. What right. does it look like? And that's going to take some time. Let's put this now on the back burner. Is that's that right. why? That you that's can... exactly why. Yeah, that's the, there's two main reasons that I love this concept, this quick start guide. Number one, you already have the content. So it takes away the, oh, I've got to go hire somebody to make an ebook or a printable or something, which nobody wants those anyway. <laughs> I mean, you glance at them, you look at them, you, you discard them. Very few people are truly consuming everything that's in that PDF that you, you worked so hard to create. So a series of emails is right there. You already have the email platform in the program. And number two, it actually gives you permission to be in their inbox for three to five days or however many days in a mm -hmm. row. Super powerful for branding purposes. Remember, they found you through a Google, Google search, a Pinterest search, uh, something went viral on, on Twitter, whatever. They, don't, they just still don't know you over the course of three to five days in a row. Boom. Now they're starting to get to know you. And, and for me, the core of that, this is not a welcome series, Jared. This is not, hi, I'm Matt and I used to do this and now I do this and I'm a subject matter expert and blah, blah, blah. It's not that. Mm. What this is, is I know that you're probably thinking about this. Here's the answer. Day two, I know you're now probably thinking about this. Here's the answer. In so doing, that's better than any welcome email because by serving them, I become the de facto subject matter expert in the process. Yeah, I like it because you having been through where they, their journey, you understand that journey and you're telling them like, I know where you're at. Here's what you need. Like it's not about me and my hair it's more about where you're at and what you need and how I can give you that best so you don't get hung up on your hung up That's on right. your journey to your weight loss or whatever it is. That's right. Yeah, I like it. We've already we've already discussed the what type of or how you can get an ideology for the type of email capture and lead magnet, what the lead magnet can be in terms of content that you've already got. From there, they've joined the list, you've built a bit of brand and trust with them, they've gone through your five day series. What's, what, what happens from there with your yeah. email list? Is it send them an email once a week, once a month? Do they go through a different campaign? How right. do you treat people once they're past that, just got your lead magnet? I love this question. This is where a lot of people get hung up and it is simpler than you think. Mm. First of all, a couple of core principles that I not just believe in strongly, I've seen happen time and time again. Number one, you can email more often than you think. Now, it depends on your niche, depends on your subject matter, but if you are solving a problem for somebody, it is not spam. Obviously, there is a threshold of where fatigue hits in, you know, will set in, right? You, but, you, but the main point is most people err on the side of once a month or but I don't want to annoy them. <laughs> the point of having a list is to serve them. Yes. And you, and you know how it is. We all, the proverbial you, we all forget if it's not right in front of us, we forget about the subject matter expert that helped us a while ago. And so staying top of mind is important. Number two, principle number two, this is where a lot of people get hung up on. They, they think that they either need to have exclusive content for their newsletter, like I got to create something new, or it's all about what's new. The reality is it's all new to them. Mm. This is where we come back to repurposing your existing content. You do not have to reinvent the wheel. So there's two different types of content that I send. There's seasonal and evergreen. Let's talk about evergreen first. I didn't invent the concept of some sort of nurture sequence, all right? What I do, however, is I take this sequence and I've coined it a forever series. I work with my clients and we get your best stuff and we put it in an order that makes sense. Evergreen, okay? So let's say that you have a website about Disney Cruise, all right? You have your lead magnet, they're on the list. 
there is stuff that should come first. Disney Cruise tips, what to pack, what happens on the private island, how to avoid getting seasick. Later on down the line, you might say, here's the optimal playlist or here's, uh, here's trip insurance. That's down the line. What does yeah. that person is learning about Disney Cruise up front need? They always need it. It's always the same. This is true for every niche, for food, for woodworking. It doesn't matter. There's always an order of content that you can provide that makes sense. We can deliver that one email per week if you want, or multiple emails per week so that they get that stuff. And the glory of this is that you write it one time, you drop it into an automation, and you keep adding to it, and that's called a forever series. There is seasonal things. The best time science has shown to share Christmas cookie recipes is, in fact, at Christmas time. <laughs> so, but do I have to at Christmas share my newest Christmas cookie? when I've got the one that I made 10 years ago that is killing it every single year and it's the one that my mother-in-law raves about, right? Share that stuff. Mm. So we've got evergreen, we've got seasonal, but we're the what's new thing needs to go. That paradigm is about us and it's not about them. That is huge for people listening because the what's new thing is where people get hung up, right? It's the same thing that you are talking about with the lead magnet. You need to create a new lead magnet that you need to create new content for. You're going to get hung up there. If you need to create new emails for new content that you don't have to create, that can slow you down and get in the way, right? right? So I guess as a suggestion, would you say people that have a content site that have put people through a lead magnet, give them their the top five things through five days of emails that they need, and then... Once they're through there in terms of maybe evergreen, have them go through a sequence or send them the top articles for people that are starting out in that space or going through this journey on like things to be aware of or things that you may need to know. I think that's a great content that you already have, right? The articles that are already on your site. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a very reasonable place to start. You you take what you know about that person who came in through your lead magnet, which... That's the glory of the lead magnet is they, they raise their hand and said, I have this issue or I have this problem or I want help with this. Why not create continue the journey beyond the lead magnet as long as you can? And what I found is that we'll just sit with my clients and I'll just say, okay, what are the first, what are the next five things that you would tell them? Forget about what Google says is popular. Forget about what you rank for. Let's just talk about what you know. Well, I know they need to do this and then I know they're going to need this. I'm going to need that because you may be outranked on by other, other sites and other things for those things, but you, your content is still super valuable to that person. So deliver that in that order. And then once you stop with five, go, well, what's sixth? Well, what's seventh? And until you get to the point where it's all equal at that point, you just start locking them in. What happens if you come up with something new? That's the blockbuster thing. Well, these are not set in cement, <laughs> move them around, change out, you know, put, Swap out number one if it stinks with something else. But the point is that the, the sequence now will serve you for a very, very long time to come. Yeah, the sequence. The sequence is so good. And that's that's what can prevent people having to come up with a new thing and the, that's freak, right. the freak out of like, I need to get an email out this regularly. <clears throat> so Yeah, that's why I call it a forever series because let's say that you run that for five weeks. What's going to happen? Are they going to magically remember to come back to your website on the sixth week, even if they loved and opened everything on the first five, they won't. They're busy. There's stuff on Netflix to watch. I don't know. But if you sent an email on week number six, would they come? Yeah, they probably would. Now just replace that with week 
15 and 16, with week 31 and 32. The logic still holds if you keep providing that value. So how does somebody start with this? Well, you start with the first five topics. That's one email per week, and then you just keep adding to it and as you have time or as you prioritize. And pretty soon what you'll have <laughs> is this forever series. I call it a forever series because it could go on forever, depending how much content you have. Yeah, You have this forever series that you've built up over time that is dusting off old content that you created a long time ago and still serving. One example I have there, and then I'll shut up about the forever series, is one of my earliest clients, a dear, dear friend. She has a website that teaches people how or teaches parents to instill a love of reading in their kids. It's called everydayreading.com. And Jansen has been blogging for 15 years. She's got, wow. she's got content about Harry Potter that's older than, than, than you know, most of the people's kids that, <laughs> that she's serving. Now, Harry Potter doesn't go out of style. So is it ranking? Is it bringing as much traffic as it used to? Maybe not. But on week 64, if she shares her favorite Harry Potter books and why and blah, 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 for a parent that's getting that in week 64, they love it. Jansen loves it. Heck, mm. Jansen's probably forgot that she wrote that email a long time ago. <laughs> um, 10 years ago, she wrote it. <laughs> and the traffic's coming back. She's getting more value out of that piece of content. Yeah, I mean, it just should really serve you for a long, long time. A lot of work up front, maybe. But man, once you have it, it's an asset for your business. Yeah, this the content repurposing for a content business is so damn valuable like if even if a site has like 200 articles the content repurposing can last a whole year with repurposing all of that content right you've got 200 articles that's what four four pieces of content that you can send out a week right, right. it's crazy amount and oh and on top of that not that you need I'm just gonna interrupt real quick because yeah. email math works out you know, what's a good open rate? Let's just say it's anywhere from 30 to 100% would be a great open rate, right? But it's 30 to 50%. And yeah. many of us have less than that. And it's just going to depend on your niche and whatever. But and what's your click through rate? Five to 10% would be great. Well, mm -hmm. that means that anytime you send an email, 90% of people never clicked it. What does that mean? That That's not bad. That's not evil. I'm not saying it's not worth it. My point is that you can send that content Again, so that 200 pieces of content that you're talking about, you can repurpose not just once a year, you can repurpose it multiple times a year. You can come up with creative ways to drop it into roundups. You can have creative reasons to mention it again with a slightly different twist or angle. And if I did, let's say I'm food blog, uh, food blogger, if that recipe was clicked and made by somebody, guess what? They may want to make it again. So yeah, you can, you can reuse that content. Yeah, or people may have clicked on it, they forgot about it, and the year, the year after, they're like, oh, I saw this one, but I didn't get to make it, and they clicked on right. it. They, exactly. cl they actually clicked through, and, and they went and made it. So like with that then, people are going to be like, wow, man, I've got so much content that I can, I can have for my emails and send out a lot of emails. Like You could send out one a day. If, if Like most content site owners that have that much content can send out so many emails. So then when does it become... You said there's not really too, you can't send out too many emails, but there, obviously there's a point where that you said that there is fatigue. You know, I used to send out like an email a day. I've decreased that down a lot. And people used to say, Hey, Jared, you're sending out too many emails. And I said, like, if you don't want to be on the list, you don't need to be on the list. That's fine. Right. But most people would suck it up and they'd stay on the list because they really love the content. Right. And then they're going to stay in the space. So what I was basically doing is I was weeding out the people that weren't really that interested because they're getting hounded by emails and the people that were, 
they stayed and they're the, my perfect clients. I don't want to be sending emails to people that aren't opening them and just sitting on the list and making my email open rates decrease because of them sitting on the list, not opening them. And we, there's a whole science behind that. I'm sure we could talk about that as well, <laughs> Matt. And I've decreased it down just because it's not, I don't feel it as necessary now, but what, like how, how much is too much or how little is too little for somebody starting out? I, you talked about consistency when we first started this conversation, consistency is is probably the most important thing I would I would presume. Maybe you've got your own ideology around that, but what sort of consistency should people have starting out with that's an easy one and then work their way up to more if it feels like they can keep that consistency going? Generally speaking, this is a cookie cutter answer, okay? Mm. Generally speaking, most of my clients can send two emails a week without problem. And that's where that evergreen and that seasonal thing comes into play. Send one evergreen and send one seasonal. Do you go to one per day? Some people can. And some people do. I have clients that have just said, heck, I'm just going to do it. Let's go for it. And they do. You can also, with today's software, it's pretty easy um, to give people options to say, you know, I'm going to send one, uh, one per day, or do you want to get two per week? Or do you want to get one per week? That's, that's not that hard to do in today's email mm -hmm. platforms that most people are using. So give a little bit of choice. You don't have to go hog wild crazy and come up with a gazillion complicated options, but maybe two choices of your super diehards, you know, the people that should probably have restraining orders on them. Uh, yeah. Those people get everything and they want everything. And then there's perhaps the others that are a little bit more casual about it. The other part is I'm an aggressive list builder, but I'm also an aggressive list pruner. Is that the word? Um, yeah. Because if they don't want to be on the list, I mean, there is a cost associated with that both from deliverability and actual dollars. So mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want them on, on the list. I try to provide a, you know, a, a, some reasonable options for them. If it's been a while, and you, like you said, we could spend a lot of time just on pruning a list or hygiene, but um, if it's been a while, then off they go. So my point is start with maybe, well, if you're not doing anything, just do one. <laughs> you, mentioned, you mentioned some people might go crazy with this and go, go too far. That doesn't happen very often. Most people I'm talking to are, Ooh, I'm not sending anything. So let's start with one or two a week would be fantastic. Great. One or two a week, start with that and then work your way up. And you probably can't get too many. A couple, you've got evergreen and you've got your consistent sequence going. So you've got these two things going. Then it comes time to, yes, I'm pushing people back to my content site because I'm making money through Ezoic, Mediavine, AdThrive, like a lot of your clients are. And then they're making that they're getting people on their site and getting a bit of ad revenue. There's also opportunity with affiliates sales and different sorts of products or drop shipping products or whatever it is that you could sell to your email list, as long as it's valuable to where those people are at in their journey. And it's going to be a product that's going to serve them. How often would you suggest people to run sales campaigns to affiliate offers or products that to their list, you know, and is it like every quarter? every month, every two months, every, what, twice a year, what, what do you feel is best? And I know it's going to be niche dependent as well, but how do you sort of gauge this? Like, cause there's a lot of, you put a lot of free content out there. You want to get rewarded for it. You want to make some sales down the line to get an ROI back from this, but you don't want to be that person that's just shoving products down people's throat too often, too regularly. So there's, right. there's going to be a happy medium, serve, 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 and then sell, right? A little bit of selling. How much is too much or how little is too little do you find? You were absolutely right. It's going to, and the answer in marketing is always, it depends. Um, now, 
a couple of core fundamental things that I believe in. Number one, you should be making money. If you're on those platforms that you just mentioned, Mediavine, AdThrive, Ezoic, whatever, you should be making money with the RPMs. Um, if you're not, so it, not, on my website, I've got a free ROI calculator where you can drop in the cost, your email platform, you can drop in the what your average peanut buttered RPMs are, and then how much money are you making from email or how much is it costing you? It should be a profit center, not a cost center, we hope. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, it's still an investment in your future. And I would, I would, I would work on that. Second, though, is if we are building a brand and building a trust, if we are solving a reader's problem consistently over time, if we're thinking about the journey, that's where the products naturally fit. It isn't so much some sort of cadence or schedule. It's like, this is the power of email is I know that I taught you about this and I taught you about this and you're taught you about this and you're likely wondering about this now. Well, I've got the perfect notion template for you to sell that I can sell you that will help you get that done. I've got the perfect packing list. I've got these packing cubes that I've been telling you about. They're, you know, uh, I've got a special deal with so-and-so, right? So it, it, yes, it depends. Let's say you're a, a, you've got meal plans if you're a food website. So maybe you don't hit them with your meal plans on the very first week. Maybe it's in the footer of your email template. And then, you know, week four, maybe it's a harder hit. It just, again, it's going to depend on the journey. Let's just be authentic and natural and not shy away from sharing those affiliate offers. I guess that would be my advice is don't shy away from it, especially Mm -hmm. when you figured out legitimately from your heart of hearts, this helps you. I'm helping you. Yeah, correct. It's, it's serving. It's not, yeah, it's, it's, it's very serving thing. One thing that I should mention that people if you're not on my email list, get on my email list first. I don't just have just join a newsletter thing. Like you said, you have to go through a actual funnel, I would say, like a, a free opt-in. Go to buyingonlinebusiness.com forward slash free resources and there's heaps of great awesome, um, awesome opt-ins there. And you can get on the list and you'll see that on my email, most many of my emails will have a a PS and an email signature. And in that email signature, there's like, here's four ways that I can help you right now. And it can be, and it's two, two free things and then two, like one of my smaller offers and then one of my main offers. And people can click on those and it's in most of my emails with the email signature. And I think that's a really cool thing that I picked up from a couple of other Aussies. Um, I think it was James Shremko that started doing it um, here in Australia. And that's a really good way to do, like you said, have it in that you can have it in the PS of many of your emails, you can make it into an email signature. Uh, I, yeah, I think speak- there's, you can, you can modify that by season as well, just to build on mm. your point. So let's say that for whatever reason, you're not really a deal blogger. Okay. But in your space, like let's say you're a craft blogger. Yeah. There are, you know, Cricket is an example. They have seasonal coupon codes. Mm-hmm. You could, you could have at the bottom after your main content. So it's not distracting from the main message that you wanted to share at the bottom. Mm. It could be hot deals of the, of the week or whatever it may be. And you could modify that just once or twice, a couple times a year, update your, your signature or your footer or your template and drop those coupon codes in there. Maybe you have a vanity code. That's just another example of hundreds of possibilities to use your emails to, uh, uh, to, to get that extra trickle of revenue coming in. Yeah, I like it. You can have multiple different email signatures and you can just put like a code in the bottom of your email and it'll pop up with the signature that you actually want. You can have four or five there, four for a different season um, and one for each season. Now, talking about email softwares, uh, this might be a bit of a hang up for people. What one do I need to use? Anyone will do as long as it sends, as long as it helps you send emails, right? 
But the, the two that I like to use or uh, suggest are Active Campaign that I use, ConvertKit, and then they're, the, they're two really good paid ones. And then a free one typically is MailChimp. What do you find? And I'll put links to those in the show notes, guys. There's, there's some, there's heaps you can go Google your own. But what about what about yours that you suggest? Yeah, um, you're right. The first thing you said, I think, is is the important part. Whatever you can get to work for you, that's the best platform for you. Yeah. Um, as far as I used to be on Mailchimp, um, I was pulling my hair out. Uh, Me too. I, with I, Mailchimp, <laughs> I, I was pulling my hair out to do my system. These things that I've been explaining here. It's not yeah. that they won't send some basic emails, which they will. They've been around a very long time. They've got a good sender reputation. They're not going to go to junk. So you're mm-hmm. fine using Mailchimp, and they have. Uh, it's the problem is that they're so big and been around so long. It feels like stuff's been bolted on. This is me I talking. I think they're a good starting point. For yeah, free I do too. And then move on to something a bit more advanced. Yeah, yeah. and then um, but I I'm a I'm a big believer in ConvertKit. I know yeah. that Active Campaign is real good too. Um, yeah. There's a lot of great programs out there. I mean, you, people can hit me up if they have a specific question about a platform. Mm-hmm. I've I've played with almost all of them. But really, it's uh, it comes down to your. Some of it comes down to your personal preference. I've just made my system work really, really well on ConvertKit. Yeah, yeah, and our system on uh, Active Campaign is phenomenal. As you know, you've seen you've used it. Just the structure and the automations, and I mean, ConvertKit's very similar. But guys, have a look at those two. If you want a free one, check out Mailchimp. We'll just put links in the description, Matt. You have just dropped some absolute bombs today. It's been so valuable. Thank you so much for coming on. People are going to be hungry to check out what you are doing. So please, 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 how can we contact you? Well, thanks so much for having me. It's, this is a, I love talking about this. Um, my business is called Email Crush. And so emailcrush.com is probably the easiest way to find me. And I'm not real big on socials. So just uh, find me on uh, at the website and email me, strangely enough, um, and, uh, <laughs> and I'll do my best to help. Love it. Guys, get on his email list. Uh, check out Email Crush. There'll be links in the show notes. Again, thank you so much, Matt. Anybody that is listening, thank you for listening. If you own a content site, take some inspiration from this and start a list, please, for your own sake. If you know somebody else who has an online business, specifically a content site, and they don't have an email list, Make sure you share this podcast episode with them. There's so many so many little valuable things that Matt shared within this that can get people started without being too hung up and having too big of roadblocks in the way. If you have a content site with content on it, you can get this done. Share this podcast episode with some buddies and we really would appreciate it. Thanks.